the Entre Liqueur audio experience about liquid entrepreneurship and small bars daily business. Dear liquid entrepreneurs, uh, I'm just uploading a from YouTube, so hopefully you get it, but I think the audio is quite nice. Uh, a talk I gave last month on the art of hospitality. It was a very nice event sponsored by Campari. We did in Berlin and there was lots of uh, liquid entrepreneurs and I talked about how to structure your bar business and I hope you enjoy it. Yes, welcome everybody. Hello. Thanks for being so brave on the second day of uh, all these garden activities. So you're still quite of uh, you're quite awake and quite interesting. I like that. Yeah. Very nice. So um, I'd like to talk to you about uh, how to structure uh, your bar business. I have to uh, give a few uh, advices before a few announcements. Uh, one is a legal advice. Um, in Germany, it's always important when you talk about tax and things like that, you have to make sure that you still should convince your tax guy, because uh, I'm not a tax guy and I'm not a lawyer. These guys are very hard in suing you, so I have to say that before I, I give you all these talks I would uh, talk about now. And um, yeah, I mean, we, all, we are all here, I think, because we, we love the bar business and we love good drinks. And um, when I started 10 years ago with Le Lyon, uh, I, I still, but also then, I think I did quite a lot of mistakes. Uh, some of them were kind of uh, not expensive, but you know, you, here you lose some money, here you win it. But it was quite interesting the the journey. Um, and in the moment, for me, uh, I have the feeling that many, many, when we come to the bar industry, many, many things and many, many talks are related to to drinks and to ingredients, which I think is really important and really cool. But uh, I think the business part sometimes is a little bit behind. So we talk lots about drinks, we talk lots about ingredients, but finally, I mean, this is our job and this is our business. Can I ask you, who of you is uh, owning a bar? I see one guy here. <laughs> who is, who's operating a bar? You're, you're having a bar? Yeah. And who's a bartender or bartender? How, what's a female word for, English word for bartender, female? Is there a word? <laughs> but, okay, I'm... <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay. And who of you wants to open a bar? Yeah, I like that. That's good. And um, who of you was yesterday in my talk? You? Yeah. When I talk, I will talk. I will talk nearly the same. So you can go out and drink. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, I improved two jokes, maybe a little bit, but in, in, in the, you know. We won't be sure we hear well yesterday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I set up a website, it's called Entre Liqueur, it's a mixture of the entrepreneur, but I think entrepreneur always is this boring motherfucker, so really talk straight business. And I think when you love a bar and good drinks, you do it a little bit different, so I created the word Entre Liqueur. Uh, so this is something you can sign up if you want to, I will start next week when I'm sober and relaxed, I will start to send out newsletters uh, regarding these talks we do today, but many more, it's about how we run, for example, our bar, and also the advices I give you, I have to tell you, this is a little bit how I would do it today. We made many mistakes and still 
fitness takes we talk about. And it's not about, I don't want to, I just want to give you some hints from my perspective and maybe you catch them up, maybe not. And I would love to have some, uh, if you want to, you can reach me here and give me some feedback. So, I think we start with blue. So, yesterday, what was his name, Mark? Yesterday I, I took one guy, so what's your name, can I ask you? Fiji. Oh fuck, how do you write that? Sorry. <laughs> how do you write this? Uh, everyone calls me Banjo. Uh, how do you write this? B? B A N G O. <laughs> <laughs> it's G O? Okay, this I can okay, okay. But it's good because it's the B that's perfect. Yesterday was Mark. Yesterday we created Business Mark. And today we want to create Business Banjo. I like the double BB. It's very, you know, I like to be like, it's catchy. It's a good marketing thing. You can start to register your domain now and we try to push it. You know? And we now we recreate Business Banjo. Okay? Because. Uh, um, this is not personally, I'm just very bad in drawing, Banjo, sorry, so um, this is you, always smiling, here we go. So uh, this, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not so beautiful. Uh, um, so what we have to understand, uh, I, I mean, I, want, I wanted to start with all the people who are now bartenders and who want to open their own business or wanted to open their own bar. What you have to understand is that this is you, or Banjo, and Banjo has a dream. And regarding to my ugly and limited drawing skills, this dream could be you behind the bar, smiling very much. Here it is. So this is your bar, this is your dream. And um, you want to open a bar. But first step you have to do is you have to double yourself in a, in a business way. And you have to create your business you. Now we have to, this is private banjo. Now we have to create you as a business Stay smiling because business people often smile. And, uh, and this is the business. We call it BB, Bunch's business. So, uh, so you have to understand, and this is something all of you. So, who's uh, somebody is out of the European Union? You, where are you from? Belarus. Well, Bel London. So. Belarus. London. Oh, fuck, no. You, <laughs> you guys are fucked. Come on. Norway? Is it, isn't it you? No. My, my knowledge is very limited on that. Sorry, I thought you were one of us. Okay, but maybe it's the same. Why I ask this? Because what we talk about is a little bit, in most of the countries we have something that's called limited. I think the Brits have that as well. Because there was a time when all the German companies founded limited in England because it was so cheap. It's just one way to create your business. And in Germany we have two possibilities to create a limited. One we call UG and one we call GmbH. And this is why I was not sure if it's outside. Do you have something like limited as well in Belarus? No? Do you understand what a limit? Huh? Unlimited. Unlimited. Well, that's maybe the opposite of limited. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited sounds very dangerous. Because limited means the risk is limited. That means you create something and this is a, a company. So you create a person, it's not a real person, we call it in, in, in Germany, what's the German word? Uh, no, I forget because, huh? Entity. So what is, is it entity in English? Entity. Okay, entity. Okay. Huh? Moral person. Okay, moral person? Moral person. Okay. So you create this person not really existing, it's the company. Uh, and I would recommend you to do as limited. In Germany, you have 
you have two possibilities to do with BB. We want to create BB. You can do it with a UG, with a GmbH. The idea is the same. It's the same law for both companies. This one, the government, uh, the government gave us a few years before because everybody was moving to London to open a limited. Because in London you can open a limited with I think one pound. Oh, it's, it's getting expensive now. <laughs> After Brexit, <laughs> you have to do now 22. Okay, that's very expensive. So uh, in Germany now you can do a small GmbH. This means limited, classic limited. And normally for this style of company, if you want to found it, you need 20,000 euro, uh, 25,000. Sorry. Which means you go to a lawyer. You say, "Hello, my name is this and this, and I want to create this thing called company. I call it the BB." Limited, and then he sets up a paper. The lawyer reads something to you. You have to sign it. Then he gives it to the authorities, and they make it official. We call it Handelsregister, as the register where the company is registered. You get a number that's like your name. So this is with, without with this number, everybody knows which company you talk about. And then you have a limited, and in Germany we call it GmbH. So twenty-five thousand is quite a lot of money. I mean, I promise you, when you want to open a serious bar, it's not enough. But 25,000 is a good start. But most of us don't have it in the beginning. There are some special rules. For example, in Germany, you can start it with 12,500 euro, and then you need to be careful about one or two tricks. But that's legal and all cool. But in general, it's 25,000. But the UG is the same rules. It's the same laws, but you can make it with one euro. Maybe it's 20. I, I thought it's one. It's very, very limited. Um, I don't recommend you to do it with uh, one euro because the idea is uh, you become the CEO, so the private you becomes the CEO of BB and you are the CEO, sounds very cool. You can print business cards, <laughs> bunch of CEO of BB, very cool. But maybe also the business card is more expensive than one euro. So you get an invoice for the UG which says the business card is 25 euros, so then you are 24 and minus you are bankrupt. So you have to go to the yeah, so don't do one euro, that's shit. Maybe you do something like 1,000. I would say 1,000 is okay, 1,000 is good. We started with 1,000 euro. And I think 1,000 we can, you know, we save a little tip and we do it, that's possible. You start the company with 1,000, so you go to the lawyer, he's setting this all up. Then you get a paper which says this guy or this lady wanted to do a company. Then you have to go to the bank, you say, look what I want to do. The bank gives you an account, you pay the thousand euro on the account. Then you, you, you get a receipt that you paid the thousand euro from the contract which you promised to pay. You gave that to the authorities and they say, no, it's fine. You get a stamp and then you get a register number and then you have a official, officially company. This will take you, I don't know, two weeks. You need a lawyer. And uh, maybe you watch, I don't know, five YouTube videos about it. One is shit, one is okay, so you may just, you know, spend when you go to work, don't look Netflix, look YouTube about how to set up a UG, it's quite easy. It sounds very horrible, it's not. It's very easy, just do it. Um, so, why you should do this Monday? You should go Monday, we are all drunk now this week, it's okay, but Monday you go to the office and then you set up the UG, it's very, you go to the lawyer, you set up a UG. I think it's a very clever move to start very early because you have to understand when you build a limited in Germany, I don't know how it is in different countries, there's special rules for accountings, which means you have to contact an official tax guy. When you choose different styles of making your own business, just a simple company, very easy, whatever, you can do the accountings on yourself. 
You just have to sign papers and then hopefully it's right. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe if they check you, they will have interesting thoughts about you. But normally, uh, when you do a limited in Germany, the laws, you have to do the accountings by a professional at least the yearly end of the, com the when, when the year, the business year is closed, that has to be signed by an official. So that means the limited maybe after one year, so when you, for example, just in a perfect world, you, you started in January and then there's the business year, the real year. So after one year, you have to uh, contact this tax guy officially after one and a half because sometimes you can wait half a year for the last year and then they start to send you letters like, hey, we want to have your, can you send us the tax report? So, um, and if your UG never makes really sales, this is maybe costs of 200 or 300 euro a year. I don't know, maybe something. If you don't do sales, it's very much, not much. Which means after one year, you have your UG and you have to pay 300 euros, so then 700 is left on your bank account for the company. You can do this for two years, and then you come to the critical. When you are on zero, when your business runs out of money in Germany, it's the law, you have to go to the authorities and say, we are running out of money, you have three weeks' time. If you do this and you did all your accountings right, this is the limited, nothing will happen to you. If you fuck it up, you wait too long and you did some cheatings, you can go for jail, to jail for this or at least get a high fine. So you should respect the rules, but it's not very, you just have to make sure that your company is not running out of money in an easy way. But why I tell you all this, what you start to today, you should start to found this company. Give you an example. Most of you, who of you does from time to time caterings? Work on BCB or work on a trade show or something like that? Yeah. So often when you, are, when you don't have a company, your problem is you cannot invoice companies. So when you work for Campari, for example, they say, you, yes, fine, you work, you get 400 euros a day or whatever. How can you send us an invoice? Do you have a company? You can do it in the UK, it's actually... You, you British guys, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's a law in Germany as well. You can do a little, a little without, but uh, normally... So, for example... Huh? You're not the company, you just get in pay. Yeah. For example, you start a business as a, you do a little consulting, you do a little bit um, uh, catering, whatever you do, what you normally do maybe as a button, a little bit side by side, which means every month you do 500 euro on, on invoice, two events, one event. So in a year that's 6,000. And this is going to your company. So now this is not uh, 1,000, there's now six adding, it's 7,000. So it looks much better if you, so. The interesting thing is at the end of the year, your normal payment, you work as a bartender, you just get taxed by the official rules for employees. You just have to make sure you don't touch this money, keep it in the company. Because when it's in the company and at the end of the year you decide not to sell it to yourself, when you sell it out to yourself, you have to pay tax. But you can leave it in the company and you don't have to pay tax. It just stays there, nobody touches it. When you make more in Germany than 24,000 a year, I think it's 24, then they start to tax you a little bit. You never show you. So but in general, most of the money stays in the company. There's maybe a few expenses, whatever, but normally you keep money in the company. Which means, so you can start growing your company every year and collect some money and the tax will not get it. I think it's an easy way, so you have to do like a little bit extra, you have to, you know, stop Netflix once a month and do a little bit more here, <laughs> do a catering, I don't know, do something else, start to make a little money on the side. Yes? So you're not 
really sorry to bother, but just a small oh, question. Please. Let's say, for example, you're making tips. Yeah. You may put your tips directly. Can you give invoices? No. In Germany, I don't know how it's in Britain, because Britons are very strange people, to be honest. <laughs> Not you. Uh, so in Germany, <laughs> Germany tips are tax-free in the moment. So, but this is even more interesting what you can do. So when you have, now we get, because, I mean, you are very kind and, you know, very attentive. You get lots of tips, for sure. Dun -dun. Yeah, the tips come in, bam, now we are on Donnerweiss, yeah. And uh, tips fly in. You get, uh, you know, lots of tips, which means when you have, this is your private money. For sure, when, what you can do now is you can give yourself a loan. You can give yourself a loan, so, and you can also, uh, what's, what's the money you get on a loan? Zinsen in English? You know Zinsen in English? Interest. Interest. You can also start to give an interest. So you can, you can uh, I don't know if you have 5,000 euro collected on tips. Just, uh, that would be a good tips. Good job. In 10 years, not a good job. Um, you can give it to you as a loan in the company. The good thing is, when the company starts to make more money, you can take the loan out, and it's just a loan. You don't have to tax the money flow. Um, so, but normally this is. Your, but the problem is when you when you make an official loan, you need a paper. For, you you write yourself a contract. One signature is the business you. One signature is your private you. It's very stupid, but you have to do this. It's always like oh, now I do a contract with myself. <laughs> Maybe I cheat myself. No, you don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Can be very interesting, like you know. <laughs> Let's negotiate, and we change the table. Like okay, let's do it. Okay, no, you, you write the paper, with, you write the contract with yourself, and um, um, sorry, I lost the track. Uh, um, you, uh, for the loan, for example, you write a contract with yourself, uh, but it, then, then now it gets official, and then maybe the tax can ask, where do you get all that money from? Because. This is your regular, how can you give so much loan in the company? Where's the money coming from? And when you then say, oh, may I make five grand on tips a month. Oh, I'm not sure. I, officially, it's allowed. <laughs> but maybe they think, maybe they deal drugs. or oh, That's unusual. Maybe somebody will start to check you where the money comes. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 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 I don't know. <laughs> so the interesting thing is you start now as a side hustle with a very small company, and I think there's a few bartenders working for me. You can do this as well, but we have to talk about a few rules, okay? <laughs> Please do it, because I like the idea that in my perfect world, nobody's employed, everybody's self-responsible, everybody has his own company, that would be my perfect world. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I don't know, employment. The rules we have in all the kind, I like, you know, but that's my point of view, okay. Uh, I like the idea, do it now, do it as a side hustle, it's legal. And the good thing, for example, is you make this money, for example, you have 7,000, and now you have to buy a new laptop. That's a business. You don't have to buy it private, it's a business expense. Because you're a consultant and you are, everybody needs a laptop, so you invite your company, not yourself. So you take the money from the, this, because there's never tax on this money, it's just in the company, and now you can lower the profit with invoice, with uh, expenses. So you can put the, you fly to BCB, that's business related because it's one of the biggest network events. You put the hotel, the flights, and when you go out for drinks, it's a business dinner. You have to be careful with that. <laughs> the, 
don't go over some limits. I don't know. Sometimes it's a little bit strange when you ah, oh, that was uh, I had this two grand for champagne. Yes, uh, <laughs> at one point. Huh? Important. That's it. It's uh, then you, uh, at one point it's a little bit in Germany we say and don't get me wrong we have this saying like a Turkish bazaar. You know when you just negotiate like and this is how you deal with tax. There's many many laws written. And that's just the law. And at the end, when you get a, there's something to negotiate. When it comes to, you know, there's rules, okay, but for example, how high is a business? There's some rules for some business expenses, but for some not. Because tax says if you have an important client, you can invite him for dinner. And dinner can also be drinks. Just want to give you an idea. So you have to separate your brain, you have your business you, and you have the, the you you. And you start, every, every, every time you spend one of your valuable money, you have to think, where can I put it? It's quite interesting if you start doing it, um, and it's good. It's good training for you to become more business person. So, because I like the idea of creating this and collecting money, because you, it's not it's not taxed that high when you keep it in the company. When you want to use it for your private expenses, then you have to pay tax. So, if you if you are clever enough and keep a little bit of the money on the side, it's easy to grow it and to grow a company and to start to make some money, because you need money to open a bar. That's a very high martini glass, I'm sorry for that. It's okay? It looks good. It looks good, huh? It's, very it's in a luxury five-star hotel, you know, there was this, you know? <laughs> it's, not the cheap, it's not the cheap 3 euro 50 Libby, it's like. It is, this one is like uh, 1950 when you negotiate very well, but it's like you get that in Savoy and you know, oh, Eric Lawrence like polishing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, here is a crowd of people, they are all martini addicted. So, here is BB Spa Dream. Always smiling. And uh, here's another bunch of people, even looking better than the others. But they are not allowed to tell them that would not be good. Because officially they have to tip them. So they know that they are cooler, but they are not allowed to tell these guys, okay? These guys we call guests. And these guys we call staff. And this is actually the bar. And we all love good drinks. That's what they all have in common. And this is something I would call like a magic triangle. Because finally, when you see these three things, it's a bar with a room and a bar owner maybe, this is the guest and this other stuff. <coughs> this is what I would call bar business. <coughs> I just say that because in the moment there's lots around this. There's many, many things. I mean, there's bar shows, magazines, media, everything. There's, and there's good brands, uh, liquor, everything. This is nice to have, but this is the essence. For me, this is the most important thing to respect. The rest can be cool, but be careful. And what I think the, the, one, the thing I told you before, I think we have to start also as an owner, we have to start because the stuff I see not as the biggest problem, that's the most, the biggest problem is to find good stuff. When you have them, they are not a problem. But I would see, because we, for example, just started uh, to consult a hotel chain in 25 hours, 
And we are open uh, quite a lot of bars together with them. We just did one in Hamburg and Zurich. We are now opening Munich in the next month. And then we, next year we do um, Dusseldorf, Cologne, Paris. The year beyond we do Dubai, they say. We do Florence. And the rest is not signed yet, but there's a few more things coming. If you want to apply, I'm here. <laughs> we need quite a lot of people. And, um, and I just see, and uh, it's fun to see because there's so many, for example, so many other hotels also. In all the cities we go, there's other cool hotels, also building hotels now. And they all want to do cool bars, and you're like, fuck. You come to a city like, like Hamburg. I mean, I, I have two bars in Hamburg. I know, I, I would say I know like 100 cool bartenders, maybe from the sea, I don't know. But it's not like a thousand, but there's opening so, so many places. I feel like, hmm, this is becoming a kind of big, big, big competition. It's golden times for bartenders, I guess, if you're clever. I, we have to raise the payment in a good way for the last years, always, 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 because we want to attract the good people. And I think it's really important to take care of stuff. And why I told you this before, because I, I think we need to find a new way how to attract good people to a bar for a long time. And I haven't figured it out yet. And when you have an idea, please give me a hint. But I think it has to be something like, we have to make them self-employed, we have to make, we have to fade wines, so we have to make them, I don't know, part of the business, maybe they become our business partners, maybe. It's not, not possible for, for all of the team, maybe in the beginning, but uh, you always need very, very good people. You need them for a long time with you, in my opinion, when you have really, really good people and they work long time for you, for me it's the best, because you don't, you don't have to talk about things and it's really, really elegant to, to do this. So I think we all have to, when you want to, and also it's important when you open your own bar, you have to think about how will you grow and how will you structure stuff, because I think this is something which gets a really, really big competition. Most of the people, when they open their own bar, um, they do it in a very, very small way, and that's okay. I think when you just do a bar where, where it's just you working and maybe you have one or two people helping you, then maybe you don't have to think about stuff. But then you have to think about how long will I do this? Do you really think you do this for 30 years? I don't think so. I think you maybe do this for five years if you're clever, because it's very, very clever to start a very small bar Maybe even if it's not really profitable, because small bars are tricky for the profit, but it's very, very clever to create a bus and to create a PR and to create following. So it's very, I think it's very clever. We had some nice talks from Craig and other people here in the room, and they told you some ways they did some work around some marketing to create a bus on a very, very low budget. And there's very interesting people coming, the two smucks at seven o'clock, it's our white card talk. They did a very funny project We're on a very, very low level. And it's very interesting how they market. It's very, you should uh, definitely attend it. So um, you can start with a smiling. Here we go. We need to create BB. We created BB, here's BB. So now we have the business uh, already set up, and now we want to open the bar. So what we normally can do, here's actually the house where the bar is in. So what we can do, now we have business BB here, and so we have two, two parts of money, business money, private money. We want to open our first real bar. What we can do now is we can apply and rent a room. 
to rent a room, we need to find somebody who's giving us a contract. And normally these people are very fat. They wear ties, like the very ugly ties or something like that. You know? And uh, they are always very grumpy. And maybe they have a, maybe they have a big cigar, I don't know. And you call them landlord, and they are really wankers. Uh, but you have to deal with them. I mean, it's not possible. I mean, you, when you want to open a real bar, you need a place. You need something actually where people can go. That's the bar. That can be different from your brand. You have to think a little bit before you start doing all the action because you can think about, do I, for example, want to create, because I have no money, I want to create a very, very small place, 15 people. I will not really make big money on it, but I can generate PR and stories about it. I can spam my social media with funny things and I would just create a bath. And then after five or ten years, I will take the name and the, the trust I built and bring it to somewhere else. This is what I would recommend you. But to do so, you have to think a little bit about the structure, how you structure the business. So that's you, that's your, your first business, BB. And uh, this is the room. So, and then for sure you need also very important, that's the most important, two most important kind of contracts, that's a liquor license. You need in Germany, I think in every country you need a special license. So, now you can apply both of this to this company. You can say, but this is maybe tricky when you want to move in a few years, or when you, when you, when you because this should be the brand, and then you maybe have also just the, the room where you do the action, but maybe this will not be your brand in five years anymore. What you could do now, you could found another, you can do it a limited or an UG, so it would be another thousand euro. So this company now, for example, is setting up a new company. So one thousand euro of this money go to here. To be honest, when you really want to create a bar, you need more money in this. But you can think about how you want to do it. You can give it as a loan. When you have very much money here, you can give a loan to this company, or you just bring that in. Then this company has the value. I would prefer often to give a loan, because, then, then, uh, because this is actually the operating company, and this is the company who will mostly fail, because operating a bar is quite a high risk, especially because of the tax people. They're not like us. They think we always cheat. We never do. But uh, So you have to be careful. <laughs> Um, so you set up a next company, and this is interesting. So now this company becomes your bar, and this company is doing uh, the liquor license, the house, where actually the bar. So they are negotiating with the ugly landlord. They give him a martini, so he's happy. He gives you a better contract. So uh, you have to be very friendly. <laughs> Uh, so then this will be your company and this will actually be the, the business you run. That's interesting because, for example, when after five years, that's, there's a few possibilities. Um, now you put it all to this company and then you want to sell it. And you are clever. Most of us are afraid to do a long time leasing or how you call that, renting contracts. So normally you do, f what's your contract, you know, how, how long it? Um, it's like... It's like uh, five years, option to me, another five years. Yeah, that's the normal, nowadays it's a classic in Germany, so normally minimum you have to rent the space for five years, and normally they will give you one option, which is uh, 
After four years, you can decide and say, I want to do five more years. You have to give them a written note, and then they, the contract will be renewed, and they, they are not allowed to, to stop it because you can decide. Only you forgot the day to remember, and then you're off. So normally, in general, you can do 10 years, also you can do 15 years. It can also be very interesting to do 20 years or more. Normally, landlords don't give you 20 years, but some of them do, and it's very interesting. Because what normally happens when you go to an area, I think bars, especially small bars, they are very good location and trend scouts. Because uh, you know this uh, ugly word, gentrification? Uh, you know, I, I kind of like it. I don't have a problem with it. I think, I think that's just natural business that things develop and, and areas develop because everybody wants to you know, raise their standard and whatever. So normally when you open a small bar on a low budget, you're always very clever because you know the city very well and you found an area where you say, oh, this area, it's really good, this will happen here now, you are very clever, but it's not too expensive yet. So, if you now find a landlord, give him a martini, so he gives you a better price, and um, he's, he's um, giving you a long lease, on one side you have to be brave, uh, because that means you know, you're responsible to pay this, what you sign, 20 years. So if it's like, I don't know, 3,000 euro a month, that would be 36 a year. 20 years, you pay 720,000 euro to the landlord. This is what you sign. So it's a high number. You have to be a little bit, you have to think about the, the consequences. Um, but normally, the contract is dedicated to, uh, sorry, to the company. So now you have the actually bar company. So now you have a contract. This company has a contract for the house and for the liquor license. And what's interesting, for example, when there's gentrification happening, the area where your bar is is raising in five years and ten years, and everybody gets jealous because of the rent you have. Because after five years, maybe you have a very low rent compared to the competitors. And this is a value this company has, because if you did 20 years, you have lost five, you still have 15 years, and everybody wants to buy this contract from you when he still knows I have a cheap rent for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years, he, then you have a value. The company becomes a value just for the leasing contract, for the renting contract. And this can be very interesting because especially when you want to move on with your brand and take the next step because you made your, now this bar is on capacity, you made your bus and you need a next place. So because normally uh, the landlord is not happy when you give the contract to somebody else. He don't want you to sell it because that's his. He likes when you say, I want to leave. He maybe said, now I can raise the rent. But when you sell the whole company and the, the contract is dedicated to the company, so he, cannot, he cannot make something. So you can rent this company owning only this house and the liquor license for this house but you still keep your brand. How should your bar be called? How should we call your bar? Some glamorous name? Cocktails and Dreams? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Okay, we call it Cocktails We call it Cocktails and Dreams for the legend. Oh no, this is so this is the brand you create. Yeah, and all the intellectual properties you create, you keep in this company. And also you can think about what you can think about to to have this company. That's a very interesting solution. But then, on a long distance, we should do another company in between, but I, we, we don't, I think three companies is enough for today. So what you can do here, you can do in, the, in this bar company, 
you can uh, you bring in part of the money, your private money, your business money, and you uh, bring in everything which is responsible to build the house. So every cost you have to build the the bar to to pay all the carpenters and everything. So this is all the cost you bring in, and then this company is just leasing it to the the company who is operating the. So you, for example, the the contract says this room costs three thousand euro a month. Yeah. This now has to pay this has to pay three thousand euro for the neat house. Then you start to make it more beautiful. You invest two hundred thousand euro, and you calculate that two hundred thousand euro costs you two thousand euro a month to pay back to the bank, whatever for ten years. So. So you say it's two thousand extra, then it's three and two. This is five per month. You do it's just numbers for fun. You do one thousand extra because you can do it, and then it's six thousand euro. Then there's a little profit in this company each month, and then you rent it to yourself for six thousand euro. That's a very high price, but on the other side, this company doesn't have to invest the two hundred thousand euros, and that's a very clever trick to attract people to get money from them, because. This company is very safe. They make always a plus. <coughs> Everything stays in. You can calculate on raising the value in the area you're in. So maybe this company can become very interesting for selling it because there's a, it's like speculation. And so you will find maybe a guy because you only have fifty thousand euro, and there's another guy who will give you two hundred thousand euro, and then you just divide it. You keep all the intellectual properties and the brand for you and the small company with less money. And you create a big company who is owning the lease and the house, and then it's very easy for you to find somebody who wants to help you with money because he's out of risk and he has a little win in the company every year, and he also maybe has the the joy of raising the value of the area. And then there's this like speculation. Then maybe it will be a good sales after a few times. So this is just one idea. To to set up the business. What's even more interesting now is when you want to sell this company, and you have one limited and this limited founded another limited. That's interesting because when you have one company and another one, and one company. So this is the, the private view. You founded this, and this company founded this. This is what we call holding. And the holding is something very interesting. Is you have to do nothing to be a holding. It's just a word. Holding always sounds like, wow, that's the million-dollar company. Somebody founded a holding. It's just a word. It's not, there's no contract, nothing. It's just a, a theme to understand what's going on, which means this company holds another one. It's a holding. So if you want to sell now this bar, and for example, you you invested two hundred thousand, but also the area raised, everything was up. And you are lucky because normally you lose value over time because the you know the furniture get old. But maybe somebody comes and says after five years, oh, the area is really good. Can you give me the contract? And then you sell them the the, the company with the contract and the things. And then you, I don't. I say you get two hundred thousand euro back. Lucky you. You haven't spent any money in this time. You have rented a house for five years and you didn't have lost much money. Uh, so you have to pay. So you sell this company for two hundred thousand euro. The money goes into this company, which would be different when you directly had founded it without the business you, without BB. This is BB. 
then this 200,000 would have gone here. So in Germany it would be if, this, if you sell your company and bring it to yourself, uh, to you privately, the tax in this year will be 45 to 55% of the sales. This is because this is a very high income and you will lose 45 to 55%. So you have really done a cool job five years long or 10 years and then you say, cool, I get 200,000 euro and then I want to do the next bigger buy, it's cool. But then the text comes and hello my friend, it's very nice. <laughs> we get 100,000 euro for our streets and our chill schools and I like text, it's okay. But you know, if you can, you know, it's a game. Uh, and if you do it this way, if you sell it to your business you, in Germany you have to pay around 7%. Let's say 10. So, one second, two possibilities, 200,000 euro. If you do it directly to yourself, you have to pay half of the tax. If you do it with a holding, you keep 190,000 euro in the holding and can start and watch out for your next bar, for your bigger, you grow it, you grow it, you grow it, you grow it. This is why you tomorrow have to open the business, you, not tomorrow, Monday, when you're sober. Don't, don't phone companies drunk, it's very interesting to do that. Uh, we found one yesterday, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> we found the company, we now we decided with the guys from the French bar shall we create the cocktail and spirits in Hamburg. And the cocktail and spirit in Paris is called in bartenders we trust, we will call it in, in highballs we trust. And we said we make a company, each of us has uh, equal shares. I'm not sure if we really do it, but it was drunk, so be careful when you do it. Uh, sorry, you had a question. No. Oh, I thought, I thought you had a question. Uh, no, you said. Uh, you had a question. I mix it up. Yeah. You say the 2000 is because of the big amounts that you get taxes here. Mm -hmm. um, in France, for a few things, we have like, uh, you, can, you can pay in few tariffs, you know? And it's not a big amount coming directly. Yeah, for sure, you can make a deal. For sure, yeah, that's, you can try to set up things like, the, the idea of tax is every year the tax office comes and looks what you earn per year. So let's say normally private you, smiling, I forgot that, sorry. Uh, and do you normally, for example, you work for a company, what's your bar called you work? I don't know, we have a, I don't know how to write, but it's a bar. <laughs> So bar sets your salary, they pay your salary each month, bar? <laughs> I'm not. So, so they pay your salary and uh, each month, and maybe it's, uh, I think you get 10 grand a month. Is that okay? Okay, if you just say 10 grand, ten, 10 grand is tricky, it's a bad example because 10 grand, yeah, you're immediately in the highest tax area, we want to do it a little bit different. So let's say you get 1,000 and we have to talk to your boss. <laughs> you get, he's a wanker, he's a, 1,000 is not enough, that's not fair. So at the end of the year, you get 12,000 euro. Okay, which is a shame, we have to talk to him. And this is the, oh sorry, no, not fax, that's something we all don't know anymore, that's the thing you put a paper in and then you can send it somewhere, I want to say tax, not fax, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Who knows still fax? Huh? Who knows, hey, you know fax, yeah. Who knows DFU connection for internet? <laughs> Who knows that? So we want to talk tax, this is tax. So the, in the year you earn 12,000 and now we talk about when you, for example, this is your net sale, this is this, the, the, the sale you get, the money. Which means 
he pays you maybe 1,700, but they're already in Germany, you would have paid tax for this, and uh, you would have paid uh, health insurance, and things like that. That's all already taken off, and the company is responsible to give it to the people, because they know if a bartender should do all this, they are, no, no, we will never get the money, come on, let's do the company do this, so companies have to do it, and you get the net sales. So, which means this money is already taxed. That's the normal rule. And then now, something else in your year is happening. You just sold a company privately and you won 100,000 extra. And normally maybe your taxes, because you earn very much, very less money, your tax is 25% on your income. Uh, the rest is health insurance and things like that. But now you have not 12,000, you have in this year you have 112,000. So immediately your tax will be around 55 or 50% if this is your netto income. So, um, and this year you will have high, high taxes. But for sure you can make a contract, but it's very tricky. You can, <laughs> if you just add every year 10 extra, you do a 10 years contract. So every year you have 22, and then the taxes maybe always earning a little bit more, now you have to pay 31%. Things like that. The numbers are just fake. I don't know, the tax is complex. It's just an idea. You can, yeah, if you find a solution to do it year by year, if that's legal, yeah, often it's tricky. It's better to do a holding, to go Monday to the office and found your company. I would do that. Yeah. Definitely. You will? Already have one. Okay, we'll do another one. You can't have enough. I just found it two more. I, I get addicted to it. No, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I want to come here. One more. Yeah, I just called something like my investment. It has 1,000 euros. <laughs> No, it's just bullshitting around, you know, it sounds very cool. No, because this is one thing, I, there's one company I want to, uh, I do the same. That's a company I want to get, uh, I want to buy shares because I want to create companies with people I think they are really cool. And I just want to have a, a, sh a small share of the company and uh, because then we push something and then it's maybe interesting for me as well to push it. So, yeah, and then we can give them money to help them in the beginning and hopefully, yeah. So you get... You get addicted to it. Yeah. So this was just a very, I don't know, the timing is running on. A very short idea, just when you want to begin to set up your business, how you should structure it. I don't know if you have any questions, because the time is a little bit, we have to, Monika Berg is somewhere waiting. Is, are you here in the room? Okay. She's no. outside. She's outside? Yeah. Thanks for joining the dinner yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good you didn't come to the party with us. <laughs> okay, any questions? Or anything I can answer you. I mean, uh, this was just an idea to give you a first idea, which is important. Before you open your first bar, think about these things. And I just can recommend you. There's a question. I like that. No, I, I, no perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I have a question to me, um, as yourself, when you build yourself as a brand, as yep. you've done, and become a really um, famous bartender, um, is something easier? as being, you know, studying, doing your homework, and do your work so hard as you can, does that make it easier to attract investors? For sure. It's always. That's why you have to start with a very, very small bar, create it as a holding, because you will not stay in this place forever. Uh, because you will move on, because your brand, it's all about what we do. Our business today is lifestyle. If I told you about the magic triangle, which I think is important to be on one side successful, you come late, I show you again, right? Mm -hmm. 
I told this is my style of bar business. It's very essential. You do good drinks, you have guests, you have staff, and you have a bar. And this is the essence. There's many, many noise around, but this is the essence. So you have to make, on a short way, you have to make sure that this is successful. That every day people come, um, that, that you can pay all the expenses. This must be successful. But your long goal must be to build a brand. It can be the brand you, or it can be a brand as a company or something. So it can be about yourself, then you are the brand, or you can create something as a good, then it's easier to sell. I cannot sell myself. I say, hey, you want to buy your miles, and maybe there's no value if I use it, okay? As a follow-up question, um, how important is it to you um, to choose your partners correctly in business? When you sign those contracts with your partners to yeah. create a bar, you're kind of locked legally. Yes, it is. And it's also more interesting how you set up the structure of the uh, partnership with the companies, because then uh, you're maybe not that, that much struct. Struct and fucked. It's dangerous. Uh, I would say most of the people I know, uh, I have a really cool business partner for over 20 years. We did restaurants before and long time. And I'm really happy to now I have new ones. For the high, we found a new company, Highballer, where it's Andre and Sven. Andre used to be one of our, or still is one of our head bartenders. And um, Sven Zudek used to do uh, Sierra Tequila in Germany. Now he's uh, one of our Highballer uh, Limited. And uh, I think it's, many people I know don't do it on their own. They team up, which is on one side very clever, because you know you're not you're not good in hundred and everything. Maybe it's good you have a partner. Also, it's good to have somebody you can talk to. I, I like that to have a, somebody on eye level to have a real exchange. Otherwise, you're always you're always on your own as an owner. You're always everybody you have in the beginning, especially you have the feeling everybody's against you. It's not it's not real, but sometimes you have the feeling. And yeah, but I, it's tricky, and I think it's tricky how to structure this. My last follow-up question, I'm so sorry, and Stephen Lee, but uh, when you say to the guy in the bank, or the girl at the bank, I need some money, how do you say to them? You yeah, why should he give you money? You have a business plan, you have this, you have all Yeah, why should he give you money? Mm. No, but why should he give you money? You need to have that set up to present, right? It's, uh, that's why you have to stay, you have to found your, we talked about this, your personal company. No, 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 not this, but uh, I, I, what I talked about is you have to found your personal company Monday, and then you start to build your brand and bring in some money, uh, and to start to make some buzz. Because when you want to have money from other people, there's a few possibilities. They love you, and that's dangerous. Sometimes uh, it can be your parents, can be your, I don't know, husband, wife, whatever, sister, brother. Um, so hopefully my sister doesn't see the fellow, <laughs> I pay it back. <laughs> uh, Claudia, I love you. Uh, um, it can be very dangerous. Uh, and then you can, you, can, you can choose people external, but what's their interest? They want to raise some money with it. When they give you money, they want to get more back. And if somebody does this, you have to convince them. And if you are nobody, nobody will give you money. That's why you have to start your first bar with 25, 35,000 euro because mama gave you 10 and your grandmother gave you 5 and you keep the little in your company and then you start it somehow. And I think then you have to build your brand and it's more, for me now, when we, when we founded Boilerman, sorry, one second, we did it in, uh, in two days. After five years of Le Lyon, we called three, three regulars, we know they had money. And after that time, we had 130,000. After three phone calls, we had the first 130,000 euro, and we just bought it. 
uh, five years before, everybody was like, myself. <laughs> yeah, sorry, any question? Uh, from your experience in front of this kind of people, uh, not the guy from the bank, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, you, do you think it's more important the person you are or you plan behind or both? It's a question about jockey and horse. Okay. Your concept is the horse and you are the jockey. I would say jockey. Okay. I would, I would, if it's in the beginning, I would always give money to the jockey. I would shit about the concept. If I have the feeling he's an idiot and the concept is brilliant, I would not give him money. Okay. If I think he's cool, uh, he would do it because he would just, well, she would just work his asses off and make it happen. Uh, he would get, even if the concept is shit. Don't get me wrong, we often talk about concepts and it's very important to have a concept. But I think finally, I see many, many people struggle when they start to uh, open their business. It's about doing it. You know, people think like, okay, I have to write a business plan. You know, they start, okay, 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 you download 25 things from the internet, a uh, house, a business plan, a business plan, a business plan. And then you, uh, for a few, you pay like, okay, this shall be very, I pay 10 euro, okay, I pay this, and then I buy another one, it's good, okay, have a look. It, don't get me wrong, it's cool to collect data, but finally they never started. And what's a business plan? A business plan is for yourself to structure the, the, the idea of what you want to do, where you want to spend the money, and it's to convince. You don't need a form for this. For sure, sometimes it's clever. When we are talking about you want to have a few million dollars, it should be very cool. Uh, but I, I often have the feeling that just people struggle and also concept that they put too much thinking about concepts instead of just starting it. I mean, there's, for sure, a concept is important and good, but most important is that you are there, that you are smiling, and that you make people happy. And serve good drinks. Yeah. And value for money. Thank you very much. Yeah. Sorry, no ladies first. Or draw. Yeah. So if we are trying to sell a concept to an investor, yep. how can the investor be sure that you're living up to this <coughs> business plan? I think it belongs where you are. When you are kind of unknown, concept must be very brilliant, and then it's also about you. But if you are a known person who already did a few things, it's always about the concept of proof. So is the idea of the concept maybe already proven as very successful? Then maybe it can be a little bit of me too, but they, they have the feeling it's okay. Or it's more about you. And um, I don't know. So if you, if you, I think it's a little bit about the person who is giving the concept. So if you already, if the guys you want to address with the money, if they know you and they say, these people are really cool, they know what they do, I think you, you get the money. Do, have you ever experienced that some people are trying to trick other people and give a plan that they think is easier to solve, but they have another idea and they want to go for it? Fake it till we make it. <laughs> it's, uh, I think that's what we, I think that's on one side normal in business that you always make things look shinier. I mean, we hardcore photograph the event here that always are 20 people in the background. <laughs> For sure, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to, on the one side, what, we, what you talk about is one step is marketing and beyond is lying and criminal and so I think everybody makes this a little bit more and then it's on the, it looks a more shiny than it is. That's normal and that's because that's, that you should do that because this is the way you will do business. You make your bar look better than it is and hopefully and it's okay to a certain extent because that's marketing, that's what you should do. And then there's a point behind that. Yeah? Going to the next uh, slide, if possible. When you to my lovely drawings. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh yeah, this is very good. Yeah, I can feel it. What did we talk here? Have you really decided to sell company B? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The name is. Is it equity, and how do you sell it? Because at the moment, you sell, let's say you sell a contract and you sell everything there, but you also use the name. So your intellectual property stays in company A. Yeah, you can you can but, say. But if your intellectual property stays in company A, yeah. the guy who buys this company yeah. B cannot use it. Yeah, that's that's your wish. That's one idea of how to set up the business. If your idea is you want to find a place and do it for five years and maybe move on because you your brand is becoming bigger and maybe you, you wanna do you, you wanna move your brand to a next step. Um what you would do in this both cases here is as we talked here in the in this company is the actual the lease and the, the bar and everything is in. And now you want to sell the company to someone. So in the in the beginning, this is the intellectual company. Here is your brand. What what's your bar called? What should we call your bar? Dreams. 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 Cocktail and dreams. Okay, yeah, I like this time. Dreams bar. It's here. All the, and then for sure to make it really really authentic, you have to pay yourself each month an intellectual fee. You have to say this company pays because we use the intellectual property of the other company. You have to pay in the beginning maybe 50 euro because nobody knows dreams. It's shit. But after one year, there's already a rumor. Maybe then it's 100 euro or 200. And then, I mean, then you can think about you can sell him the intellectual property. Maybe hopefully you raise the payment before you sell. Like now it's 10,000 a month. Really? Yeah. Um, so, but normally you want to keep your intellectual property and move on to the next project. And uh, uh, then you just cut the contract and say, now we stop this contract with the date of selling and then this company is not any longer allowed to use your intellectual property and then you sell it. So then the next guy can just, as we talked about, use the lease and the room because the area has become very attractive and he wants to, I don't know, he wants to open a diner in it or a pizza or whatever. He use it for something totally different because he believes this is now the perfect place. Yeah, but I would, I would try to divide it. <coughs> So sorry, Oof, it's okay. I would like to say, when you opened up your first bar, um, did you rely a lot of yourself or your, and your friends, or did you go to focus groups and say, I want to do something with like Basil and Jim? <laughs> That's a very clever. I highly recommend. If you want to be successful in business, look look Basil focus groups on Facebook. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> To be honest, that's just my way. I just like to, to to read and watch, but more on my own. And sometimes you need a good person you talk to who can explain it. But I like to, I highly recommend to to watch YouTube to death. And I don't know, uh, this just my way I learn. I like to do it on my own, reading, and then I let my brain work. And then sometimes I talk to people. But mainly, for me, I get inspiration from watching people or talk. So yeah. To follow up that question, how did you know when you understood that? What was the heartbeat of, of Hammer, for example? Your guess. Or, or you, you guess. You don't know. And okay. to be honest, I was wrong. Because in the first three years, nobody was giving a shit on my bar, except Tales of a Cocktail, some other awards. They gave me awards. I was like, really? Uh, because I had no customers. Not I had customers, but we made minors. I think it's a question of time. I believe that my concepts are so much special interest, especially Le Lyon, that you need time to find the right people. It's not, I think there is not often a market already existing. It's, you know, there's always this saying like, 
Is there a market in the gap or is there a gap in the... No, what's the... If we mix it up. But the idea... Huh? And you sacrifice and say, okay, fuck Red Bull. We need to do fuck Red Bull. No, the idea of, of Lunio, for example, a classic bar in Hamburg where you have to ring a bell and where everything is a little bit different 10 years ago. In the beginning, there was not enough people, but then we convinced them over time. So I think often if, you, if, you, if your concept is special interest, you need to think about how can you stay the first time with less money and how can you convince people by communication and make them friends. And when and there's a critical mass, I don't know, a thousand people in the city, two thousand, when they come every once a week, all of a sudden you have enough sales. Have to raise it. I would say, sorry, you have to close for Monica. I'm already very late. One very important thing. Think more about business because I like the idea, you all love good drinks and I like the idea if not wankers, but the cool people are successful in, in business. So I would be very happy if you all make very cool businesses <laughs> so we can all have very good drinks all over the world from really passionate people. That's why you have to think a little bit about business. Thank you for listening and sign up for the Entre de Coeur if you want to. And I'm here if you want to ask questions, I'm around and now we need five minutes break and then there's a wonderful Monica Beck. I think she hates me as she is. Sorry for delay. Thanks a lot. Thank you.